It's Sunday night, and you're listening to WKRM Radio from Columbia, Tennessee. Coming at you from that WKRM Mule Town Radio Tower of Power, high atop Mount Parnassus in beautiful downtown Columbia on 103.7 FM, 1340 AM if you're on your tractor. And reaching out to the world on WKRMRadio.com. It's time for George Hamilton V's Americana Central Time, y'all. And now, your host, a singer, songwriter, world-traveling troubadour, and 30-year veteran of the Grand Ole Opry, George Hamilton V. <laughs> Well, howdy, y'all. This is your friend, George Hamilton V, and we are here with Americana Central Time tonight. We are so happy to have the one and only Americana Ann back at the desk with us. How you doing, Americana Ann? Hey, GV. Man. Have you got me turned on? Yeah. You won't be able to hear it in here because the speakers in the room go off when... The microphones go on. That's gotcha. a good thing because sometimes folks have noticed that they hear us carrying on conversations sometimes under the songs. We don't actually do that all the time. But if I don't turn off the microphones, and that's when you hear that, but that's when we hear the monitors in the room. That's some technical information for all y'all out there who are just wondering, how does this Americana Central Time work? Now, Americana Ann, I've got this little... Oh, it's like a train, train whistle. whistle. It came from Brown Clodfelter over in Clemens, North Carolina. He gave it to me to use on the Piedmont Opry Show that I do over there. I'll be doing one, I think, on April 7th over Winston-Salem, North Carolina on WTOB. And I want you all to listen in for that. It is so that's much exciting. fun. exciting. Yes. That's where the George Hamilton the Fourth Bridge is because that's where my daddy's from and my mama's over there too. <laughs> I know you're excited. So Brown Clyde Felter, he is now our train whistle giver from on high. He's up there with Colonel William Covington who introduces me on every single show. And says, that's right. And now your host, that's Colonel William Covington, our announcer emeritus from on high. But I'm going to go ahead and just do a little bit of sample of this train whistle right now. As Are you, you ready? should. Okay. <laughs> How about that? Either this is Teletubbies or Thomas the Train or something like that, or it is Americana Central Time. And indeed, it is Americana Central Time on WKRM in beautiful downtown Columbia, Tennessee. Can you say that again with me, Americana? Columbia, Tennessee. Now, we have some special guests we'll be telling you all about in just a few minutes. If you're tuning in all around the world, we're going to keep them not a secret. It is Donna and Rick Nessler, but we're going to keep the voices a secret right now because I'm still learning how to run all these faders on the board. But I'll tell you what we'd like to do. Every time we kick off Americana Central Time, we love to kick it off because we're in Mule Town, USA. And we kick it off with the Maddox Brothers and Sister Rose. And we want everybody, when I do this, let's hop on that mule train. It's time for Americana Central Time, y'all. All aboard. WKRM Columbia. Clippity-clop, clippity-clop, clippity-clippity-clippity-clippity-clippity-clippity-clop and along. Ah! Mule time! 
along the mountain chain. Soon they're gonna reach the top. Clippity clop, clippity clop, clippity 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 clop along. Ah! Love the charge of Ackerberg Ranger in Corona. A guitar for a cowboy way out in Arizona. A dress of calico for a pretty navy hoe. Get along. Broken. 
This way again 
Come and take me to the airport Come and pour me on that plane Cause I've got no expectations To ever pass this way Man, oh, man, I tell you what, we are here in Americana Central Time. Now, that, of course, was Johnny Cash doing a song by the Rolling Stones, y'all. No expectations. I have great expectations because we have got some great guests in the studio tonight. We have got Donna and Rick Nestler here in the studio. Are y'all there, Donna and Rick? I'm here. Yep. That's Donna. There's Rick. And we have Americana Ann in the studio. Are you there, Americana Ann? I am. Do you know what part of the world they're from? Um, are you I'm just going to say one word. What? Two words. Dirty dancing. No way. They are from the Catskills area. Wow. Now that's up there. Is that near New York City? Oh, everybody makes that mistake. I know. Um, I'm just kidding. We're 90 miles northwest of New York City. That's cool. And it really is neat because a lot of people uh, maybe haven't traveled to that area. It's a very natural area up there, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, and a lot. We got mountains, we got uh, rivers, we got uh, a lot of vacant land. Yeah. And we have a lot of animals wandering through our backyard. <laughs> and did you get That's a lot lovely. of snow a few weeks ago? Uh, we were in Arizona. <laughs> uh-huh. So they may have, I don't know. I have to talk with my plowman. Yeah, now you all are on tour of the USA right now. We are. You yeah. just drove, now you were in Arizona last week, I guess. Yep. And what part of Arizona? Mostly around the Phoenix area. That's cool. A festival out there. The Folk and Heritage Festival in Glendale, Arizona. That's cool. And, of course, Rick Pelleri, our dear friend, was, was there, too. Yep. Yep. Now, he's back in Vermont now. He may be listening right now on WKRMRadio.com all around the world. And uh, it's just very exciting. You know, It's a small world, after all. Do you all find that, too? I oh. think so. And so you all, did you go through New Orleans on the way up here? No, we didn't. We discussed it, but uh, it didn't seem like we were going to have the time because we had one more appointment before we could get here. Um, are you going to? We're, we're heading back to New York now. No. You are? Yeah. 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 Well, see, the, the most important thing that we did was we stopped in Homewood, Alabama. Yeah. And I got my... What did my, you get? I got a Bob Tedro concertina. Wow. What's handmade. that? A concertina is related to a an accordion where it has reeds on the inside and it has bellows and that's what pushes yeah. the air through and makes the noises. And yeah. for people out there right now, it looks like something Geppetto would play in Pinocchio. It, it's, it, Geppetto played a concertina. Concertina. And you, you see sailors having them. In fact, we watched some silly movie the other night and they had... Oh, it was Carol Burnett's show, and yeah. they had somebody supposedly playing the concertina. Now, everything you do here, you do you you be making the air in there by pulling out and closing right. in and it's pushing a, buttons. Yeah, it's a it's a bellows like yeah, it's bellows, and I can make it just make it that sound. And but notes are it's like a harmonica where you push it one note, you pull it a That's Gorgeous. lovely. It's an Anglo concertina. There are other concertina types, but but Bob Tedrow of Homewood Music made this, every little bit of it. And Homewood Music is located? In Homewood, Alabama. Aha. Uh-huh. What's that near? 
It's just south of Birmingham. Yeah. Cool. That's neat. And yeah. Apparently, from what I've read, I didn't know this. Do both of y'all play concertina from time to time? No. No. Only me. Only me. So it, is it, would you say it's very difficult? Uh, it's easy if you just want to do in and out and just follow like a harmonica. If you want to do more complicated things and learn different fingerings, that's it. Yeah, it can be very complicated. Yeah. Just like any instrument. Yeah. Any instrument, you can do a very beginning thing, and then when you want to do more complex, it gets your brain a little split. But can you all play the Polish bagpipes like Rick Palermo? <laughs> I don't squeeze dead goats. No. <laughs> now, one of y'all played the bassoon somewhere special. Where was that at? Uh, in high school and college. Okay. You play the bassoon? Yeah. That in fact, our, cool. our band in high school, we did a European tour. And I, pl- I played a bassoon solo in Heidelberg Castle. Wow. A friend of mine, Jerry Atnip, I don't know if you know Jerry Atnip, but he plays the bassoon. No cool. way. Yes, he does. Small wow. Yes, he does. Teeny we may have tiny. to get him here some night to play some bassoon. I think we should. We could maybe do a Zoom bassoon <laughs> with Donna Nestler. We got Rick and Donna Nestler here. Now, you all, well, I call you all Americana troubadours because that, in the, you know how. Uh, there's different categories and people change the titles of what things are over the year but you all incorporate all of this music that's its roots uh it would be i would imagine there's some appalachian there yep uh there's maritime and of course maritime is interesting because that included the pirates and uh, buccaneers or whoever and people as they sailed on the concertina would be very handy on a boat because you can't carry a lot of stuff with you and you're a captain both of us are captains, actually. So are you those... can actually marry people on a vessel. <laughs> well, Americana Ann, did you just ask me? No. <laughs> yeah, you're already married. That's true. But not in this studio. Uh, no, I'm but Lillian joking. wouldn't like that. I know. But now Billy Bird, who played with Ernest Tubb, a wonderful guitar player, and you know, played with all kinds of folks, played with my dad, too. He used to have a fun joke when they would go and play concerts and stuff like that. And the fan would come up and say, Sweetie, are you married? And he'd say, not in this town, you know. <laughs> and that was kind of fun back then, but I understand these days, you know, it's the world's gotten more organized, you know. <laughs> now, you all play, well, today it's called Americana. At some point, you all ran into Pete Seeger. Well, I, I actually... Did. I actually played and sang and sailed with Pete Seeger over a 30-year period. And by sailing, this was like a big ship. Well, like a river sloop, or actually, it was uh, the Pete had his own boat. Okay. After ten years of looking at the Clearwater, which is 106 feet, wow! Um, after ten years of looking at her performer uh, environmental education mission, he uh, decided that. Uh, well, what he told me was, you know, Clearwater is a mighty fine boat, yeah, but she's too big to get into a lot of little river towns. We nice. need a smaller boat, yeah. So. He went to the guy that designed the Clearwater, and he had him design a smaller boat, just a day sailor boat. Yeah. Um, the Clearwater is the type of boat that used to go up and down the Hudson River carrying cargo and yeah. passengers. Um, what he had designed was called a ferry sloop. It was the kind of boat that would go back and forth across the river. Yeah. So anywhere where they have a bridge these days, there would have been a ferry landing Yeah. on both sides of the river. So he had that boat designed, and we sailed it. Uh, I sailed for about 10 years with him as his first mate. Wow. Now, Off and on. I wasn't on the boat every day. Yeah. It was just like when he was going someplace, he'd call me up or yeah. You know, I'd find out he was going somewhere, and I'd call him. 
Now, with, with the big, the bigger boat, so people yeah. just get a vision of it. The bigger boat, if it's 106 feet long or something like that, would that be almost like the size? I always like to say, like a pirate ship. Um, actually, believe it or not, or the Cuddy Sark Hudson. Well, no, much smaller than that. Okay. Uh, the the Cuddy Sark. Uh, most of those big ships you see are over 200 feet. Wow. Um, Can so you pilot a 200-foot boat? I cannot. My license is not that big. Okay. <laughs> I can I can uh, legally sail uh, as a captain on boats up to 100 tons. So that doesn't necessarily mean how long the boat is. But yeah. um, most boats that I could do would fall into 150 to uh, about 100 feet to 150 feet. Yeah. And talking about these boats was really interesting. Uh, <clears throat> a lot of music folks, uh, because Pete, of course, very famous person in music, mm-hmm. uh, they would get on these boats and they'd be working together and sailing on the Hudson River. But also, would you all play concerts on the boats from time to time? Well, when the boat actually started... Uh, it was a nonprofit organization, so in order to raise money to pay off the boat, they actually did use this boat as a stage. Wow! On the sail from Maine, where the boat was built, down to the Hudson Valley, where the boat ended up residing. Yeah. And they actually carried a small Shure Vocal Master sound system on yeah. the boat. Yeah. And they would actually stand on the cabin top and play. Of course, the concerts got bigger. The boat still shows up uh, when we've had festivals or uh, pumpkin sales, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, the boat would still be there, not necessarily as a stage, though. Yeah. So. Well, we're going to be talking about things like that. We're going to be talking about their touring all around and all kinds of roots music that they play, and they will be performing live in the studio Americana and. Donna yes. and Rick Nestler. What do you think about that? A lot of great songs. I know. And the stories, too, because I know you want to ask them about Lead Belly. Oh, gosh. And <laughs> Pete Seeger. Maybe Pete Seeger, did he tell you about meeting or talking to Lead Belly? Oh, yeah. But don't yeah. tell us now. We're going to keep people <laughs> in suspense. Uh, we're on Americana Central Time. Yes. We have Donna and Rick Nestler and, of course, Americana. And we're going to have a phone in. From Marsha McGall with Tales from the Backwards Inn in just a little while. Yeah, right? I wonder what the story's going to be. I don't know, but it's going to be good because it always is. You can always go to MarshallMcGall.com and maybe send him a quick message and see if he'll give you a hint. But right now, we've got a word from our sponsors, and then we'll be back with more Americana Central Time on WKRM in Columbia, Tennessee. Stick with us, y'all. The best in music, news, and sport in Southern Mill, Tennessee. You're listening to WKRM 103.7. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway or at ParksMotorSales.com. 
I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hubs for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Lewis Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern middle Tennessee. That's WKRM 103.7 FM, Columbia. Radio! Radio! And now, your host, a singer, songwriter, world-traveling troubadour, and 30-year veteran of the Grand Ole Opry, George Hamilton V. Man, oh man, that's the trumpet of Tom Comet of the Viva Nash Vegas Radio Show. We will be doing a world-famous Viva Nash Vegas Radio Show. It's going to be the Saturday morning Shake It Up. This coming Saturday, March 25th, at Big Shake's Hot Chicken in Columbia, Tennessee, just off the square. And all of your favorite Viva Nash Vegas radio show cast and characters will be there, except for, of course, Colonel William Covington, who is our announcer from on high, because he's up in hillbilly heaven now with my daddy and so many of his heroes. We fell in love with country music together, and he was a good friend of Americana. And who knows, maybe she'll come over from Erin, Tennessee? No, where are you at? So I'm in Waverly right now, but I'm renovating a cabin that was built in 1795 in Erin, Tennessee. Yeah. Are you finding things in your cabin that was built 1795? No, but I have found things that are at least 150 years old. Where? Well, when I bought it. Yeah. They didn't even take anything out. No way. I love that because that gives you a chance. My wife doesn't like that because I end up keeping everything. (laughs) (laughs) So then you can't move around in the house, you know. But 
there were many things because you are quite a benefactor type person. Oh, I am. You. There's a <laughs> piano that I almost got. Oh, it was great. Like a Civil War there vintage. There were two pianos. Wow. Oh, they just had, I did, couldn't keep them. Yeah. We had to cut the wall out to get the piano out. Wow. That's like over there at the Ernest Tubb record shop on Music Valley Drive. Ernest Tubb's Green Hornet touring bus is right there by the Texas Troubadour Theater, but the record shop is now closed out in Opryland area, and there is a some kind of a gift shop there, but they couldn't get the bus out without actually taking the wall down. They built a building around the Green Hornet bus. That's the coolest. So that's what happened over your place. That's a true preservationist, if I've ever seen one. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're saving it. It's beautiful because you can go and see that. Now, we're back over here, Americana, and you were in the spacious foyer here at WKRM, WKOM, Front Porch Radio, while I went to get some of the props to hang up on the wall and stuff like that, and you had a chance to get the scoop from Donna and Rick Nestler. What kind of questions did you ask them? Oh, my gosh. So I asked them, obviously, this would be a reenactment. <laughs> where they where they were from, and okay. they told me they were from the Catskills area, and I told them I'd seen the movie Dirty Dancing, yeah. and they said, that's right. Now, I, I myself, I'm... I look like I'm 23, but I'm a little bit older than that. I'm getting foggy. Dirty Dozen, weren't they over in Dirty Europe? Dancing. Dirty who? Dirty Dancing. Patrick Swayze and Jennifer Grey. Oh, Dirty Dancing. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were saying Dirty Dozen. I was like, that's No, right. that's yeah. a different movie. Yeah. <laughs> so do you all know uh, the folks that were in Dirty Dancing? No, no. Patrick they actually, Swayze. They act, well, I know I know who is in it, but <laughs> well, he's, I haven't, he's I haven't in heaven. had any contact with him. He is. He's up there with Colonel William. That's and right. And my daddy and so many others. So y'all never met Patrick Swayze. No, Did you see no. where they were filming the film? They yeah. actually filmed it down in, I think, South, South Carolina. Carolina. Are you serious? You? I know. It was somewhere near Highlands, North yeah. Carolina, where I actually saw a hotel where they said they filmed it. And I was saying, like, man, I don't understand. That's like the TV show Ozark. Do you know it's not in the in Ozark, Ozark Mountains. Yeah. It's in Atlanta. Yep. <laughs> that just aggravates me. <laughs> well, it, that happens on that's that showbiz. I guess they it had is. a they had a TV show on about Tarrytown. Yeah. It, was, it was Sleepy, Sleepy Hollow. Hollow. And yeah. I grew up my my parents were from Tarrytown, so I, I went, Oh wow, it's gonna be our hometown. Yeah. Yeah, you know, looking at it. And, and they they zoom in and then it's they have palm trees. It's like <laughs> palm that trees. That doesn't wow. look like Carrytown? No. Yeah. And New it, York? The, they did have one authentic shot. They had, and when the, the opening credits came on, they had an aerial shot of probably taken from like a helicopter flying over the town. Yeah. Of Sleepy Hollow. Sleepy but that was Hollow. it. Have you been to Sleepy Hollow? Oh, oh yeah. Lots of it's times. So it really exists. Her, yeah. her ancestors are buried in Sleepy in, Hollow. In the cemetery, yeah. And so is the story true? Uh, the Headless Horseman. Washington Irving? Had a colorful imagination. Yeah. It could be true. Do they have celebrations up there every could, year? Oh, yeah. 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 One of our friends, Jonathan Crook, does a one-man show of, of The Legend of Sleepy Hollow around Halloween. That is cool. Now, you one thing that's very interesting, I forgot to ask you all already, but you reminded me. Do you all have some friends who are out there listening right now you'd like to say hello to on WKRMRadio.com around the world? I don't know if they are or not, but <laughs> hello, everybody. I, I hope Bob Tedro of Homewood... Music is listening because I told him I'd mention his name when I bought the concertina. Yeah. Well, you have an instrument in your hand, Donna Nessler. It looks like a tiny banjo. It's my banjo lele because I'm banjo. the banjo lele lady. Aha. Uh-huh. And 
Rick, you've got a guitar, but it's got more than six strings. It's a 12-string guitar. Ah. And I love the color and such an appropriate time. (laughs) For this time of year, yeah. Springtime uh, is coming. Is tomorrow the first day of spring? Mm-hmm. I was thinking of St. Patrick's but Day. But she was, was also yesterday. thinking about the day that Patrick's just day. passed. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I was with you on St. Patrick's Day. I forgot I about St. Pa- Patrick's I had too much fun on St. Patrick's Day. And how about, does anybody ever remember the Ides of March anymore? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you all celebrated. Well, a friend of mine posted a, a thing of a bottle of Caesar salad dressing yeah. with a knife in it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. But now... You're going to play us a song now, I think. Sure. That's cool. And this is one, what would you say the influences are, the inspirations of this song here? Are, are, we, do, are we opening with, with the one Annie wants? Anne wants? Wow. Yeah, because Anne was asking about Bud uh-huh. Belly yes. and his relationship with Pete Seeger. Yes. And I was explaining that we had done a uh, humanities program about jug band music and cool. and like uh, you pointed out the Americana Music Triangle where history made music and music made history that's and right so we, we talked about that also yeah not I didn't know that's what it was called and we would open the show up with or close the show with Midnight Special nice oh you can do it now yeah okay well, so this is Donna and Rick Nestler and so Lead Belly did he write it was he one of the first or? well the He's got a lot of traveling blues verses in yeah. in it, um, but he basically was given credit for organizing this particular version yeah. of the song. So in a way, he was a song collector for some songs, like uh, A.P. Carter was with the Carter family. Yeah, That's similar, cool. similarly. But how many people do you think have recorded Midnight Special? I just want you to think about that. Oh, well. He may forget the words while he's trying to sing them. <laughs> Tremendous number of people. I mean, yes. I think Creedence did a version Creedence of it. Clearwater Revival yeah. uh, is uh, probably the most famous version I yeah. know of. And Don right. Kirshner or somebody had the yeah, Midnight Special. Yeah, it was special. Midnight Special, the TV show. Thank you for mentioning that. Most people look at me like I've got two heads when I mention that. No way. Yeah, it was a well, rock GV and roll concert and I, we're show. we're senior citizens. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I look like I'm 23, though. Oh, you so do. And you look like you're 21. I'm uh, telling you. <laughs> All right, well, this is Midnight Special, and this will be the interpretation of... Donna and Rick Nestler right here on Americana Central Time on WKRM Columbia, y'all. Let that midnight special shine its light on me. Let that midnight special shine its ever-loving light on me. But let that midnight special shine its light on me. Let that midnight special shine its ever-loving light on me. Well, if you ever go to Houston, Lord, you better walk right. Yeah, you better not gamble. And you better not fight For the sheriff come and get you And he'll take you down And bet your bottom dollar, boys, that you are jailhouse bound Let that midnight special shine its light on me Let 
that midnight special shining Save the loving light on me Let that midnight special shine his light on me Let that midnight special shine Save the loving light on me Well, you wake up in the morning Hear that ding-dong ring Go marching to the table See the same damn thing On the table is a knife A fork and a pan Petrol bottom dollar Boys, that you're in trouble with a man Well, let that midnight special Shine his light on me Let that midnight special shine It's ever loving light on me Let that midnight special shine his light on me. Let that midnight special shine its ever loving light on me. We yonder come, little Rosie. I'll tell you how I know. I can tell by the way she walked and the dress she wore. Well, she bought a little coffee. And some smoking tea Brought everything down to me But that jailhouse key Let that midnight special Shine his light on me Let that midnight special Shine its ever-loving light on me Let that midnight special Shine his light on me Let that midnight special shine its ever-loving light on me. Now here come Dr. Milton. How in the world do I know? Well, he gave me a tablet three or four days ago. Now there never was a doctor who could travel this land. And heal the fever of a jailhouse man Well, let that midnight special shine his light on me Let that midnight special shine its ever-loving light on me Let that midnight special shine his light on me Midnight special shine is ever-loving light on me Here come little Rosie Tell you how I know I can tell by her apron And the dress she wore Well, piece of umbrella on her shoulder Piece of paper in her hand She go marching to the captain saying
That's wonderful. Yeah, fantastic. And how many verses is that song? Uh, There's probably at least three or four more that I can think of. That is great. So with that type of songwriting, with the verses collected or the verses added or the verses mm-hmm. as they were, what if you can imagine back in the day when those songs were created, uh, so many verses, everything got shorter, you know, as we get to pop music and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, well. Was there like, because it sent out all kinds of messages, like are there any kind of hidden signals in there? Sometimes. Well, the whole idea of the Midnight Special yeah. is... Uh, the way I understand it, and and Pete sort of confirmed it. Yeah. <clears throat> um, it's basically about the midnight special shining its light. The midnight special was a train that okay. w- went by a prison. Yeah. And at night, it'd have a big headlight on it, and it would shine into some of the cells on the prison. Uh-huh. So it represented freedom. Yeah. To the to the prisoners in there. Yeah. Now, uh-huh. Leadbelly, he was actually uh, at a prison. Oh yeah, he was. He he actually sang his way out of prison. The legend, legend is true. That's cool. So, so uh, in other words, got a pardon due yeah. to singing. Yeah, because it was uh, maybe a quartet or something like that. They were the prisoners in Memphis, Tennessee, I believe. Well, maybe in and they maybe for Sun Records recorded, and they mm-hmm. were maybe in Nashville at penitentiary. But uh, it was the so prisoners. neat. The prisoners. The prisoners, they made records. P-R-I-S-O-N, whatever. E-E-R-S. A-I-R-E-S. A-I-R-S. A-I-R-S, yeah. yeah. Which was really, really neat. But so with uh, Leadbelly, what was his official name? Hughie Ledbetter. Yeah. And so. What was his crime? Murder. Wow. But was it a crime of passion, maybe? Uh it, it's believed so. That's cool. And so now, with no further ado, so Pete Fisher, uh, not Pete Fisher, uh, Pete Fisher is a wonderful friend from the Grand Ole Opry, <laughs> who may be listening tonight, but uh, Pete Seeger with uh, Ledbetter, he was, was he on one of Pete Seeger's television shows? Or were there some videos I've seen? Yeah, of the well, Rainbow Quest, he, he might have been on Rainbow Quest, I'm, I'm okay. not sure about that, but he and Pete were definitely friends. Yeah. And, uh, that was before I I met Pete, so I can't really speak to a whole lot about that. Um, but he, he has made reference to him and things like that. Yeah. So. Well, that is cool. And uh, so, when you all play your music, you all the different styles. Can you name them off? You assimilate. <laughs> well, we basically, I basically just refer to it as roots music. Yeah. Um, Simply because of the fact that we like to play a lot of different things. We um, we play what today is called country, yeah. but it used to be called hillbilly music. Yeah. We play Irish music, which they're now calling Celtic music. Yeah. Um, we play, uh, well, we did a four-day residency in Coffeyville, Kansas, doing uh, a program on... Uh, Jug bands and skiffle music. Yeah, uh, some of which uh, the British interpretation of jug band music was skiffle music, and they absorbed a whole lot of what is now called rockabilly. Yeah. So Lonnie uh, Donegan. Uh, yeah, Lonnie yeah. Donegan. Rockabilly was the one is that one was, of the is one of the nine genres yeah. of the Americana music of triangle. The Americana music triangle. Yep. Right. And uh, that's because of where uh, jug bands cropped up. Yeah. And it was heavily influenced by Dixieland, yeah. or what people call Dixieland jazz. I prefer to 
the the real stuff is New Orleans jazz. Yeah. Um, and that came up the river on the riverboats, and even um, people like Louis Armstrong. Yeah. Played with some of those guys. And yeah. Jimmy Rogers actually used the jug band. The singing Yeah. He, we all down in Meridian, Mississippi? We stopped in Meridian. <laughs> I got a chance to play a replica of Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Rogers' guitar. Uh, you have a picture on the wall of her in his tub with a, the Jimmy Rogers yeah. uh, guitar on the back. It says, thanks. I have a picture of Rick holding up that guitar. <laughs> yeah, and, and it really is neat because many people attribute that guitar to, to Ernest Tubb. But what is so interesting is how... Uh, stars down the line or music people down the line they would find something to love so much about their hero they would do that along with the music but they would mm-hmm. have, do the same type of thing do you all have any heroes that you you just you can't let go of it's like man I'm doing this for Jimmy Rogers eyes you know well there's there's <laughs> lots of heroes Jimmy of course is one I love his yodeling yeah um, do you yodel I I do cool and, wait uh, do you really yes could you do just a little Twitch of that. You mean spontaneous yodeling? <coughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yodley, 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 yodley. Wow. That's See, now Americana cool. Ann Thank used you. to be a hillbilly tour guide uh-huh. at the Country Music Hall of Fame on 16th Avenue. That's right. So you feel like you're at home right now. I do. <laughs> that is wonderful. Now, we're going to have a call from Marshall McGall in just a few minutes after a word from our sponsors, but can you all play us a song as we head towards our commercial break? Uh, something that you you may have in mind. You you have a long list of things that you just got yeah, to play. Sure. Mm-hmm. What do you uh-huh. want to do here? Do you want to do the Jimmy Rogers peach picking time? Ooh, peach that picking sounds time. good. Yeah. That sounds great. Peach picking. It Talking is about Jimmy Rogers, time. the singing brakeman, and uh, from Meridian, Mississippi, the Jimmy Rogers Museum is down there. Yeah, that's where we were. Yeah, that's where we were. It's a relatively new museum. Yeah, because um, they moved from the park that they were in. To another building. To another building, and then they, uh, the owner of that building decided they wanted to do something else with it. So they just yeah. m- more recently, within the last year or two, moved to the place it is now, and it's a beautiful place. Well, so some people out there who are still you know, just learning, or some people who just like to hear a big mouth, think he knows everything. I think they call Jimmy Rogers the father of country music because he met with the Carter family, the great explosion, I guess, or whatever, when they got there in Bristol, Tennessee. And uh, he was the singing brakeman because, uh, I guess, did he work he on the He worked for the railroad. Yeah. Since he was a little kid. Yeah. He actually kept that job until the last six years of his life. Yeah. And that's when he went full-time uh, musician. And he became huge. There's a, a, the Blue Yodeler's Paradise, I think it is, down there near Austin, Texas or something. Have you been there, his no, house? No, no. Okay. haven't. It is just amazing. It's a big ranch house. We've, yeah. There's pictures of it in the museum. Yeah. In, in Kerrville. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Kerrville. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, folks. Be looking up Jimmy Rogers. Be looking up uh, Lead Belly. Be looking up Pete Seeger. And be looking up Donna and Rick Nestler as they perform this wonderful song by Jimmy Rogers. And we'll have a commercial break. Then we'll have a phone in from Marsha McGall. And we'll be back with more Americana Central Time. We're having a big night here. Take it away. <laughs> Donna and Rick Nessler here on WKRM, Columbia. When it's peach picking time in Georgia, apple picking time in Tennessee, cotton picking time in Mississippi, 
Everybody picks on me Got the roundup down in Texas The cowboys, they go on a spree But when it's peach picking time in Georgia It's cow picking time for me right here on Americana Central Time on WKRM. We'll be back with more wonderful music and stories from Donna and Rick Nestler. We got a tale from the back with Z coming up right after this commercial break. Stay tuned right here on WKRM Columbia, Tennessee. Hey, this is Brenda Lynn Allen. Thank you for tuning in to 103.7 FM WKRM Columbia, Tennessee. It's time to put a Dodge in your garage. And at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us for all the muscle you need. We have a huge inventory to choose from, from the spine-tingling 2021 Dodge Charger SRT to the 2021 Dodge Challenger Superstock. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Yep, at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, we're flexing our Motor City muscle. You can count on us online at ColumbiaCDJR.com. Hello, this is Rick Tillis with Tillis Jewelry in Columbia and Lewisburg, Tennessee. What are you looking for in a jeweler? Knowledgeable staff? Experienced goldsmiths? Or true custom designers? Experienced working with clients creating that perfect gift for a special loved one? Well, you have found them. Tillis Jewelry. We're this and so much more. 
check us out at tillistjewelry.com or on Facebook and Instagram to see our latest creations. Tillis Jewelry, Columbia and Lewisburg, Tennessee. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. This is WKRM 103.7 Columbia, Tennessee. Your home for the Columbia Central Lions for over 75 years. Radio! Radio! Turn your radio on. Well, I thought I was going to have Colonel William Covenant there. Let me see if I can get this together here. Let's see. Let's see. It's here. And now, your host, a singer, songwriter, world-traveling troubadour, and 30-year veteran of the Grand Ole Opry, George Hamilton V. And the trumpet. And we are back as I go through with this spaghetti junction of wires and stuff like that. This may be the wire that plugs into your phone. Americana Ann, is that the right wire? That's not the right wire, is it? How about if you take this thing and hook That's it on the end? That's what I of, mean. Yeah. Hold on, Marshall. Now, what we're going to be doing now, I'm going to go ahead and play. Well, I'll tell you what. While Americana and have you got a Marshall on the phone? Yeah, I've got him on oh, the phone. Oh, we have Marshall McGall. Now, Marshall McGall is going to be talking to us with a tale from the backward Z. Now, every week, as much as possible, because he's got a touring schedule himself. And, of course, he climbs up on that telephone pole down there in Pensacola, Florida, where he is in the sun and the fun now. He grew up in marvelous Mount Pleasant, Tennessee, and he misses it so much that he wrote this wonderful book called Tales from the Backwards. He's traveled around the world, lived in many different places, but, of course, eventually, I'm sure he'll be back here in marvelous Murray County. Tonight, he's in Pensacola, where he's having a great time. He's climbed up the telephone pole, like we said, just like in Green Acres, and he has a tale from the Backwards, one tale at a time, tonight here on W. K-R-M in Columbia. I'm going to see if one of these things will actually bring him up. Uh, how about Americana Ann? If you say hello. Hey, Marshall, hello. you there? I'm here. Yay. We got him. So we got we him, got but him. I have to ask first. Okay. Tell me about the weather. What's going on down there in Pensacola town? It is Alaska weather is what I'm talking about. Well, yeah, we're talking about yeah. that here, It's too. probably up to at least, well, it may be as, as down to something as cold as maybe 65? N- no, uh, I bet it's colder. <laughs> it's going to be it, 22 it, degrees tonight here, okay. Marshall. Well, 22. It's gonna, so it's going to be in the 30s here. So that's, mm. that's, like, that's like negative five there. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. so, yeah. 
And and I don't know what all you were doing with all those wires just now, American. I kind of am, but you were making me dizzy. You should have said she was saying, a sight to see. GV, hand me the wire, hand me the wire. So he threw it to me. I know, I'm sorry. And you I mean, he literally threw it to me, and I missed it because I don't have a good catcher's arm. That's but anyway, okay. so I finally got it. So yeah. now I got you on the phone, and here it's all good. Can you believe you're finally, everything is going to be fine because finally you are back together. With Marsh McGall, Americana yeah. Ann. And I can't wait until you tell me about the tale tonight. Tonight's tale is going to be called The Weasel. Yeah. And, the and Weasel? I'll, the Weasel. Yeah. And, uh, so I will just jump right in here on it. So, All right. Uh, so, I, you know, I, I've mentioned on here several times that when I was a kid, my father, Mike McGall, he owned Consolidated Mining Company down there in Mount Pleasant. His, his company mined phosphate all around Murray County. And uh, he, he mined mostly for Victor Chemical, which became Star for Chemical. I think they, I think it's called Solvay now. The, the old phosphate section's gone now, but the plant's still there. But, but he had uh, he had several bulldozers and other types of big heavy equipment, had a few tractor trailers to haul them to where he needed to go. And he was the owner, so he didn't drive the trucks very much. But one particular hot August day, he was shorthanded, and he needed to haul a D8 bulldozer down to Giles County. So he decided to take it down there himself, and he let me ride along with him. And if you don't know much about bulldozers, a, a D8 is a bigger. That thing weighs it's about 40 big. tons. Wow. Yeah, those are big ones. So, yeah. Uh, and a, a little sidebar, when I got old enough to drive, I started hauling these D8s and, and D9s. We had even bigger D9s around the county. And it doesn't take long to figure out when you load one of these up, you need to already have the truck pointing downhill because with that much of a load, if you're pointing uphill just a little bit, you probably won't even be able to move. It, it just won't go. Wow. So, uh, so even on flat gr- flat ground, it, it gives a big grunt before it, it'll it'll take off and go. But anyway, but but back to the tale. In order to go from Mount Pleasant to Giles County, you had to go over Sheep Neck Ridge. Y'all ever been down to over Sheep Neck Ridge? I don't know if you've ever gone to Giles County, like Mount Pleasant out by Air Lake and. And uh, that old Enterprise Road out there—that's kind of the back wow. way. But yeah. I've been but, to Giles yeah. County. But it's a big old—if you go—if you go from Columbia, you're not going to hit a steep hill like this one. If you go from Mount Pleasant to Giles County, you hit this big, big sheep—it's it's Sheep Neck Ridge—is what they call it. And I mean, it's steep. Uh, so, and, and so we headed out, and and I sure did love to ride those big trucks when I was a kid. And I guess that's what led me to go in the trucking business a few years later so I could drive them all over the country. But, uh-huh. but anyway, when we started up Sheep, Sheep Neck Ridge, he mentioned to me that he'd never tried to pull a hill this steep before with a D8 bulldozer on. But he said, well, here we go. And uh, I remember we got into the lowest gear that he had fairly quickly. And we just kept getting slower and slower. And we were going so slow, you'd have, you'd have had to get out of the truck and put a matchstick down behind the wheel, beside the wheel to see where we were moving. And and then I noticed the engine was chugging so slow, it, it had smoke rings coming out of the stacks. Wow. And then it, then it just bogged down and stopped what, on what appeared to be the steepest part of the hill. We were just stuck. And, and he locked the air brakes down and jumped out, and I jumped out with him, and he grabbed a a big large wooden block that he kept in the side box of the truck and he put it behind the back wheel of the truck because he's pretty sure the air brakes wouldn't even hold that 80,000 pound load and 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 we were stuck so he took his hat off and scratched his head wondering what we we're going to do next and and uh like i say we're on the back roads so there wasn't any traffic but about that time we heard a deafening noise of some type of engine coming up the hill and uh 
then we saw an old B model Mac came around the bend, and I mean, it sounded like that thing had a locomotive engine in it. And each of its two smokestacks were shooting a big two foot flame out of the top of them. Wow! Uh, so, so high that it was even—it was actually singeing the leaves of the oak trees that, that draped over the road going up shooting that bridge. Oh my goodness! And uh, now, for those that aren't familiar with a B model Mac truck, it's—it's it's the most classic eighteen wheeler there is. You can Google B model Mac and you can see some pretty cool ones, but. Uh, but anyway, the closer this truck got, it looked like the hood of this truck was about 10 feet long. And, wow. And uh, and the driver had a load of flat steel, and he looked to be overloading himself. So when he pulled around us and stopped, it surprised us because that's just something you don't do. You don't stop on a hill with a load. Uh-huh. And uh, so now he was going to be stuck on the hill just like us, and he probably wasn't going to be able to take off with that big heavy load. And uh, and when the driver got out, we noticed he had to jump down from the bottom step of his truck instead of step down. He was only about five foot tall, right. and that's with his boots on. Yeah. And, uh, and and he had and he walked his 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 walk was hilarious. He had kind of a little waddle rather than a walk, and his legs only moved about four inches at a time. Wow. Walk, but he took very quick steps, so he still covered about the same amount of ground uh, as he headed back to us. And he said his name was Weasel. Right. And, uh, and 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 it was a fitting name, and asked asked what our problem was, and my my dad told him about it, all about what had happened, and he asked us if we had a chain. And I remember my dad cut his eyes over at me, a little puzzled, because uh, then he shifted his eyes over to our load, which was probably pushing a hundred thousand pounds. So we had a wow. eighty thousand pound bulldozer plus yeah. the weight of the truck, weighed the trailer. Wow. And uh, and then uh, then he glanced over at Weasel's truck that he knew. Had a lot more flat steel on it that you could legally carry. So, so Weasel's truck was probably pushing 100,000 pounds too. So, so he's thinking this guy thinks he's going to pull 200,000 pounds over this hill. Uh, but we didn't have any other options. So my dad said, yeah, and he got his chain out. Weasel backed his truck up as close as he could get to ours and crawled under the, both trucks and hooked the chain up. Now the, now, the fact that he was pulling flat steel is relevant to this tale. And it wouldn't have even made my book if he'd had anything any taller uh-huh. than that because – because these old B model Macs are the type of trucks that you still see them around. Uh, even the new trucks, some new trucks, they don't have a sleeper cab. They're kind of like a, a day, what you call a day cab. Yeah. And they have a they have a window in the back of them, just like a pickup truck. Yeah. And uh, and and the flat steel, even though he probably had twice as much on there as what he was supposed to have, still wasn't stacked high enough on his trailer to block us from being able to see through that back window of his truck. All right. And he didn't he didn't have any kind of headboard or anything blocking it either. So. Uh, now, another thing relevant to this tale is the type of transmission he had. And any truckers listening tonight will know what I'm talking about when I say Weasel had a quadruplex transmission. And I'm sure they don't even make these any longer. But for the non-truckers, this was a two-stick, 20-speed uh, transmission. So so if y'all, y'all, y'all probably know how to drive a four-speed. So imagine instead of just having one stick, you got two wow. that you got to shift with. Yeah. And, 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 and you could actually shift through four – you could actually shift through four gears going in reverse at a quadruplex, but wow. But anyway, but a flaw in these old B models is they had they had not located the shifter handles very close to the driver's seat. <clears throat> so to so to change gears, you had to do some serious reaching across the cab of the truck. And when you when you reach the point of having to shift both sticks at once, you actually had to run your left arm through the steering wheel to shift the left stick while you shifted the right stick with your right hand. And and this is actually the kind of transmission I learned how to drive an eighteen wheeler on. So I, so I I've, I've done that myself. Wow. But but I was I was probably a little bit taller than Weasel when I did it back in those days. But but uh, 
But anyway, Weasel tightened the chain, and he had told my father to keep an eye on his smokestacks. And as soon as he fired, saw fire coming out to give it all the power our truck had. And then, Man. Then, and then he gave further instructions and said, when the fire stops coming out of my stacks, that means I've let off my throttle to shift gears, and that's when you need to shift gears. Nice. So, so we could see Weasel's face in the back window. He was staring back back at it. I remember he had a wild look in his eyes, too. And, and, and then we saw that fire start coming out of Weasel's stack, and my dad knew this was his cue to mash his throttle, because Weasel mashed his. And uh, – we, and we could barely hear our engine over the noise of Weasel's locomotive size engine up there, but our but our truck started to move. And uh, now, being able to see through the back window almost turned this into an un- unsuccessful venture because my father got to laughing so hard, I didn't think he was going to be able to shift the gears. Because, <laughs> because the first time the fire disappeared out of Weasel's stack and he went down to change gears, Weasel's face just disappeared out of that window. Because he, he went down, he had to go down below that window to reach out there and grab one of those one of those shifters. And then about two seconds later, his wild looking face popped back up in that window. He had shifted that gear, and then that fire started shooting out of that stack again. And my father managed to get his gears changed, but then every time Weasel changed gears, he literally disappeared below that window, and then popped back up every time. About two seconds later, when that fire started coming out of the stack, and from time to time, he would take a millisecond look forward, then look back, and and I don't know why I remember this, but Weasel disappeared seven times <laughs> as he shifted gears to pull us up to the top of Sheep Neck Ridge. Wow. Once he got us to the top, he jumped out, did that quick little waddle back to his trailer, and unhooked the chain. But my father was still laughing, and didn't even have time to get out to thank him. Weasel just gave us a quick wave goodbye, jumped in his truck, and headed off the other side of Sheep Neck Ridge. And my dad and I listened to the deep moan or whatever the heck kind of engine that was that Weasel had that thing rolling off in the distance. But... We managed to get the bulldozer to the job site, but my father never accepted another job south of Sheepneck Ridge, uh-huh. and he and he spoke many times the rest of his life about our thirty-minute encounter with a little guy named Weasel, and that's the tale of the Weasel. That's a great man, tale, man. That is cool. And so you never saw him again. Uh, he didn't stop once he got going. It was almost like. One of these uh, songs about an apparition, you know, like when uh, Hank Williams gets picked up by somebody or something like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. But he didn't oh, walk. Yeah. He waddled. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of like one of those I was thumbing from Montgomery things. Yeah. That's it. Uh, was he walking yeah. wide? You know, there's walking <laughs> tall. Was he walking wide? He was just walking quick. He took little, <laughs> little quick four-inch steps. Yeah. <laughs> That is amazing. Now, that's just a sample of what you will find in Marshall McGaw's Rip Roaring Nava. Tales from the Backward Z, all about growing up and the goings-on in marvelous Mount Pleasant, Tennessee. Marshall McGaw people right now are clamoring for their pencils and pads. And they're wondering if he would just tell me how I can get my very own copy of that book, Tales from the Backward Z. I would write it down on this pad right here, and I'll keep my notes, and I will order it. How do they find Tales from the Backward Z, Marshall McGaw? All right. I always like to say it's a G-rated book, family-friendly, and... uh Mount, but the Mount Pleasant Museum of Local History sells it. Uh, that's right there on the square in Mount Pleasant. And even if you don't want the book, you should go down and visit that place. That's a real nice place. It used to be called the Phosphate Museum. So they got a lot of stuff about the phosphate industry in Murray County and Mount Pleasant. But, but anyway, if, uh, if you don't want to buy the book and you live close, Mount Pleasant and Columbia Library both have a copy. If you want your own copy or if you live too far to, to drive to one of those places, Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com. Apple Bookstores got it. 
e-readers, Kindle, and Nook, you can get it on there, or you can go to marshallmcgall.com, which is my website. And on yeah. my website, it's got a you you can you can click on a, an Amazon link, and it'll take you right there to where, where you can buy the book. And and if you aren't sure if you want the book, go to Amazon.com, click on Look Inside. It'll you can read about six pages of it. So a lot of different ways to get it. Yeah, for sure. Now we got Mule Day coming up. I think April first is the day of the parade, Marshall McGall. Did you spend a lot of days at Mule Day here in Columbia? When I was a, when I was a young pup, I did as a teenager. I went up there many times. Yeah, and uh, and uh, but, every but, year. Uh, Every uh, year? Yeah, yeah, every year. I'd go every year. Sure would. Well, I'll tell you what, so, it's uh, come back with a, a wonderful mule clippity-clop because there were so many people here last year, and they're calling for even more this year, and I believe we'll be doing a live broadcast from the Front Porch of Front Porch Radio and Del Kennedy, owner-operator, along with his brave white brave wife, Mary Susan Kennedy, she will be on the porch and she will be sort of trying to keep it all together as she sees Delk Kennedy head out into the path of the parade and he's Ooh, going to be talking to the animals, great. interviewing people. I believe he interviewed a, a Brahma bull, a bull rider last time and of course the really? mules and everything. It's going to be a wonderful parade. It will yeah, be. And I, and, and I remember you talking about that last year, George, and if I'm not mistaken, I think Delk was chasing some mules out there. He was. Now, they might they might have had people on him he wanted to interview, but he was chasing mules. And you know they call him the mule whisperer, right here. And you know what, Marshall, you ought to consider just coming here on that day and just just saying, you know, telling us a tale from the backwards end yeah. while you're here. Yeah. I think you owe us that. Well, I've got a I've got on my list of things to do, and we've talked about this before, I have I have come. Uh, I'm going to come up there one of these days and be live in the studio and tell a tale. That's going to be, that'd be I, great. I, I don't think I can come up for Mule Day uh, because you know that's that's the first weekend of the month, right? Yeah. And and a lot of people don't know this about me, but I've I've got a day job too. No way. And, and I'm an mm. accountant. I'm wow. an accountant. I'm a, I'm a oh, you're an accountant. You're a bean counter. So taxes uh, are coming up. So well, you can't well, even not, think straight. Well, I'm not taxes. I'm a corporate accountant for okay. for a big big company, and and month end close happens at the first of the month, right? And right. so so my life stops yeah. um, mm. during the first of the month, and uh, and so I I could come up there. But I'd have to put my lap. I'd have to have my laptop out, and I'd be I'd be able to tell a half a tale. Then I'd have to say, "Hold on, sir. I got to I got to crunch some numbers here and tell somebody something." Yeah, but so, plus, you may want to even wait to the summertime when you and Del Kennedy can revive the tradition of water skiing on the Duck River. Oh, that's, that's right. That, that, that's we we did that many times. Sure did. All right. In, 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 in Delk's old wooden boat. Uh-huh. Well, we look forward to having you back again next week, Marshall McGaw, on Americana Central Time on WKRM. Did you know that now they are actually, there's a podcast, and you can hear these wonderful stories and the shows again and again and again. If you go to WKRMRadio.com, that goes to Front Porch Radio, yep. and click on Podcasts, scroll down to the Americana Central Time right now. We're down there at the, the bottom because we have so many things, you know, that we put on there, and it, it makes it easy to get there. You just scroll and scroll and scroll. And there, there we are. And you will just push play. And you can hear Marsha McGaw again and it again and, and again. again. What do you think about that, Marsha McGaw? Um, as soon as, as, soon as we uh, leave here, I'm going to go click on it and listen. 
Uh, that sounds good. What's really neat, your voice, it's neat because to hear the actual writer of the book, maybe someday there will be a television show like The Waltons about Tales from the Backwards Z, but there Earl Hamner, be. who wrote The Waltons, of course, he would be the, the, the introductory voice. She would be like, I remember as a boy. On Watkins Mountain. <laughs> and this is almost like that. You can listen to it and go like, man, this is just like getting ready for John Boy. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I know you're fascinated. Well, that's because you know you're getting ready to slide down that telephone pole. That's always kind of uh, a hazardous type thing, isn't it? That's right. Not, not, not much of a hazard going up, but definitely is coming down. All right. Well, have a safe trip down, and we'll see you next week here on Americana Central Time with Debbie KRM, Marshall McGar, unless there's a basketball tournament going on right. at the same time. And Americana, and you're going to ask him a question, which yeah, is? Yeah, I was going to ask him, tell us about what, what he's going to tell us next week. I want wow. to know. Yeah, and, and I was going to say, even if there's a basketball tournament coming coming on, all the basketball fans, like if there's like two minutes left, they wouldn't care if we just came on in and said, hey, we're going to do a quick tail here. And then That's when we true. went back, the game would be over and they would have missed it, but they'd be fine with that. Yeah, but, uh, they might be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anyway, so next week I'm going to tell a tale called The Snake. Ooh. The snake. That's gonna yep, be good. And I, I, and I know I've told a few tales about rattlesnakes in here, but this yeah. is this is not one of those. This is a, a a different snake. It's it's a snake, but it's a it's not a rattlesnake. It's All not right. a poisonous snake. It's, no, it's not a poisonous snake. Okay. All right. Well, we look forward to that, Marshall McGon. Thank you so much for being with us here tonight with one tale at a time. Tales from the backward Z. We will see you next week here on WKRM, Marshall. See you, Marshall. See y'all. I enjoyed it. All right. country back in the barn again right here in mule town usa we are here with the americana central time show we have got donna and rick nestler and of course Mar- americana ann is right here with us and we've got so much going on we're talking about a wonderful concertina that came from homewood alabama could you tell us donna nestler more about this concertina you're getting ready to actually play this one yeah um bob tedro made it 
he made all the pieces by hand, including the buttons. Wow. Yeah, every every piece. And it's 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 a spect- I wish I could show everybody what a beautiful instrument it is. Just well, I'm gonna here. post it on Facebook. Hold oh, on, yeah. she I may guess. be Americana and might be doing yeah. like. Yeah. Have you all heard of Facebook? Oh yeah. <laughs> do you all have a Facebook page? We do. What is it called? Donna and Rick Nestler. <laughs> but it's almost typed out all like one word. Uh, no, it's uh, it's on Facebook. So, but I mean, the address I think is like Donna and Rick Nestler, Nestler all as one word. So that's yeah, any. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Did I move it too much? And that's your Facebook page. Mm-hmm. That's for. Uh, we each have personal pages, and we also have another page for a trio we play with called the Dirty Stay Out Skifflers. Cool. Isn't Neat. It? Well, I tell you what, Americana Ann, is, are you actually filming a video right yeah. now? Yes, I All am. All right, so we're going we're gonna to unleash Johnny <laughs> Nessler right now. Rick Nessler's playing this, with her. This is, this is uh, Star of the County Down. Yeah. Uh, this concertina is a GD tuning. Okay. So the G is a, it's an octave lower, and... Bob Tedro has made CGs and GDs and DAs, and he also carries a lot of vintage um, ones like La Chanel and Jeffries and Jones. Yeah. So if you want concertinos, he's the man to contact it. And it's Homewood. not too far from here. You said just, is it south of Birmingham? Yes. it's okay. Homewood, just, Alabama. Yep. And they can find him online. Oh, yes. Would be under the, his name is, once Bob, again. Bob Tedro. Homewood. How do you spell that? T-E-D-R-O-W. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Tedro. You said Tedro? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Here is that concertina. And here's Donna Nestler and Rick Nestler on Americana Central Time, WKRM, Columbia. Concertina right there with Donna Nestler on the concertina and, of course, Rick Nestler on the guitar tina. Now, <laughs> did they call it concertina because uh, someone named Tina played it? That's a good question. I know. And we don't have the answer. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> we'll have to research this. Well, people may be able to send the answer to the Americana Central Time Facebook page. You all already know about Facebook. Yes, yes. Now, maybe Donna knows the exact address of your Facebook page as Donna and Rick Nestler because I was at, when I tried to get there and I tried to put the ampersand or whatever it is to add your name to publicity, uh, I, I spelled out Donna and Rick. I believe. Oh, maybe Donna no, and No, it's the ampersand. Name. That's the ampersand. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yep. And the, yeah. So the, Donna and that little squiggly thing for and Rick Nestler, N-E-S-T-L-E-R. Now, that is sort of like uh, the start of the County Down. That's from County Down, Ireland, maybe. Yes, yeah, it is. Yeah. And uh, so, but they would play these type of songs like sea shanties. 
maybe on the the boats mm-hmm. as they came over from Ireland. Oh yeah. Well, actually, sea shanties are work songs. That that would be more of a hang back and listen uh-huh. song. So a work song that would to make you work in rhythm, maybe or exactly, exactly. When you have, a, <clears throat> it was said that a good shanty was worth ten men on a line. Okay. Uh, you could have as many as ten men on a line, and you wanted them to all pull at the same time. Yeah. So you would sing, and uh, quite often it would be a call and response. Yeah. And when they responded, they'd also haul on the line. What do you all? From time to time, sing sea shanties. Oh yeah! yeah Could you all give us a sample of a sea shanty? Oh, yeah, yeah. We're, we will be playing at the Essex Maritime Festival in June in Essex, Connecticut. Yeah, nice. uh, it's Connecticut Sea Music Festival in Essex. Yeah, and uh, we'll be doing a lot of that. But uh, <clears throat> you want to do a, a quick verse or two of a shanty? Make it so. Okay, shanties were usually sung a cappella. Okay. Because uh, even the shanty man was supposed to be working, so he wasn't supposed to have his hands free to play an instrument. Uh-huh. He was hauling, or he was pumping, or he was pushing a capstan bar. Wow. Something like that. Yeah. Um, let's see. Um, how about haul on the bowling? Okay, whatever you choose. Okay. You could even do the one I hate. Okay. <laughs> now this is because now both of you all are actually have pilots, captains, licenses. Captain's license, captain's yeah. license, so yeah. you have probably even led these sea shanties amongst the crew. I have. But I before have, you get into this, have you ever had a mutiny? No. Oh, good. Hi. Never I'm, had a mutiny. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm glad of it. And okay. as far as marrying anyone goes, um, any marriage I perform is only good for the duration of the voyage. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here is Rick and Donna Nestler. He's going to start off the shanty, I guess. Yeah, and Donna's going um, to come in. And it's I'll like a round. Worker, he'll, be, he'll be the shanty man. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll sing on the Come, Mr. Shanty Man, sing us a sea shanty. All <laughs> <laughs> um, on the bowling, the packet chips are rolling. All on the bowling, the bowling. All on the bowling, I get the bugger rolling. All on the bowling, the bowling. All on the bowling, it's a long time till payday. All on the bowling, the bowling. All on the bowling, Kitty is me darling. All on the bowling, the bowling. All on the bowling, Kitty comes from Liverpool. All on the bowling, the Bowling, all on the bowling, Kitty's on the game again. All on the bowling, the bowling, all on the bowling, long time till payday. All on the bowling, the bowling hall. Man. Now, Rick would have made a wonderful shanty man in the days of shanty because yeah. he comes up with different verses all the time. For, wow. It's like always a surprise. Well, that way the people don't get bored because, I mean, it could almost be like something that hypnotizes you as you go. Well, and to hear a new fascinating line you never even heard before, almost like a rap singer might come up with something. Well, actually, a good shanty man was judged by how often and how well he could improvise nice. simply because of the fact that sometimes some of these some of these songs <clears throat> you would have to use uh and you'd run out of verses before the job was done cuz it would yeah. take an hour or more so well if you were warping a ship out from a dock and trying to haul up the anchor that could take up to an hour 
Wow. So you'd have wow. to, so you'd have to have you could you could switch into other songs. Yeah. So you'd be like an hour long medley. But is is the legend true? At one time you were like the Garth Brooks of Shantyman. <laughs> Everyone wanted you on their boat. Yeah, well, uh, I've, I've been rather popular on boats, so I'm That's not complaining. Wild. That's cool. Very neat. So it, my father, back in the 60s, mm-hmm. uh, went up and played the Newport Folk Festival. And uh, Pete Seeger, was he involved with that? Oh, yeah. 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 He and uh, Toshi, his wife, were both instrumental in the... Uh, in the founding of the Newport Folk Festival. Yeah. And of course, all kinds of folk. John Hartford was up the same year as my father, and he was a licensed or a... a He's a riverboat pilot. Yeah. yeah. There's a difference between being a captain and a pilot. Uh-huh. Um, captains are in command of the vessel. Uh-huh. <clears throat> but a pilot, his job is to board the vessel at a certain point because he has the local knowledge. Yeah. A deep water captain might not know... Well probably wouldn't know very much beyond New Orleans on the yeah. on the river. Yeah. So you would have somebody like John Hartford yeah. come on the boat and then he would take he would take command of the vessel as far as giving directions go. Yeah. Now you heard us talking about Duck Kennedy and Marshall McGall water skiing on the Duck River. Did you all happen to see the Duck River as you were driving into town? We we yes. saw the we saw the Duck River on the way into town. Yes. Do you did you find yourself saying you know, I wonder if we could bring our boat down here? <laughs> uh, we saw the river. We don't think so. Okay. <laughs> How wide is the river up there where you all are? Oh well, the Hudson River at its widest point, I think, is uh, two miles wide. Are you kidding? No, there's, there's that is wild. There are two bays, Croton. Croton Bay and Tappan Zee Bay. Yeah. Uh, right, Haverstraw Bay and uh, Tappan Zee. Yeah. Um, which are both really wide. Yeah. Two miles wide. or so. Mm. Yeah. That is really wild. And they all often argue over who, who's wider, but... Uh-huh. I take no I I take no part in any of that conversation. I both know I know they're both great places to sail. So. Yeah, now I can tell that Americana Ann has got a question. I've got a question. Yes. I want to know, have y'all ever sailed a vessel down the mighty Mississippi? Oh. No. Cuz no. you know when Real Foot Lake was created, the Mississippi ran backwards for 7 days. Can you imagine? Mm-hmm. Backwards. It just blows my mind. Well, that was an earthquake that did that. Yes, it was. Yeah. Yes, it was. And we are on a fault line. Well, see, on the Hudson River, it flows backwards every six hours. Are you kidding? Because of tides? It's a tidal river. Wow. It's a tidal river all the way up to Troy, 150 miles from the uh, Have there ever been times where, obviously, maybe when you were just starting, or maybe you were on a vessel with someone and they did not realize that they were fighting the current? All the time. Oh, cool! All the time. That happens all the time. Because sometimes, depending on the depend, depending on the weather, if you get a lot of rain, yeah, it'll hold up the uh, incoming the tide. incoming tide. Yeah. So you'll either catch a break, depending on which way you're going. You'll either catch a break and you'll get get someplace sooner, or <clears throat> the tide will come in when you're trying to get downriver, and then you'll get held up. And you might as well just throw out the anchor for all the progress you can make. Yeah. Now, uh, up in the Northeast, my father, <clears throat> when he was uh, 
at the Newport Folk Festival and other times found there was like a huge audience for country music, what we knew as country music here, up there in a region and people going like, they listen to country music up there in the Northeast back in those days. Mm -hmm. But country music was very popular up there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, there, there were a number of uh, cowboy swing bands that yeah. came through and stuff like that um, on their way to Vermont, for yeah. example. Yeah, yeah. You know, they'd stop off at one of the hotels. Yeah. Or some of the amusement parks had... Uh, casinos, they call yeah. them. They were just ba basically big dance halls. Well, it's interesting, too, because at one point, Ernest Tubb Record Shop, it, the sign said Folk Music Headquarters wow. and Country Music before they came up with that title. And uh, <clears throat> he may have had that title after it was called Hillbilly Music. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. But there were some people who felt like, well, a hillbilly, it sounds hillbilly. Yeah. But today, of course, it's enchanting to think about the idea of the people from the, the hills who uh, the roots music and stuff like that, mm -hmm. and of course Americana Ann, who is a hillbilly tour guy. <laughs> You've always liked the name hillbilly. I love the name hillbilly. Hillbilly is definitely the upper class. Yeah, well, we got a word from. Oh, go ahead, tell us. Me. Well, if it weren't for those folks up in the hills, yeah, people wouldn't be playing auto harps at all. That's true. Like Mother Maybell, the Carter family, and exactly. And after we have a word from our sponsor. Yes. I want to ask some personal questions. I want to know how these two got together. Don't no aren't way. You, aren't you interested? Questions I gotta know. about romance. This can be. I gotta get nosy. Americana <laughs> Ann, she is going to get the scoop, and she's always up for talking about romance. Yeah, it's going to be good. Well, we got that coming. <laughs> Y'all stay tuned. We got some more music, some scintillating talk with Americana Ann. She's going to get the scoop. We got Donna and Rick Nestler right here on WKRM Americana Central Time. We'll be right back at these words from our sponsors, y'all. <laughs> the best in music, news, and sport in Southern Mill, Tennessee. You're listening to WKRM 103.7. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hoods for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at GarbageManInc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919.
American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Lewis Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern middle Tennessee. That's WKRM 103.7 FM, Columbia. Radio! Radio! Turn your radio on! And now, your host, a singer, songwriter, world-traveling troubadour, and 30-year veteran of the Grand Ole Opry, George Hamilton V. And we're back with Americana Central Now, I want to remind y'all that I have this wonderful little show I like to do Monday through Friday from 4 to 5 p.m. Central Time on WKRM. That means tomorrow I'll be doing a show. It's called the Mule Town Merry-Go-Round Popular Music Hour right here on WKRM, and that is a bicycle horn. Did you all see the bicycle ride through here, Donna and Rick Nestler? I missed it. See there? Isn't it amazing? How about you, Americana Ann? I missed it, too. So see, people still don't know where that's coming from. It's magic. But Donna and Rick Nestler, have you all got some CDs together? Oh, yeah. You have recorded together, but I don't have a CD of yours. He didn't bring it in? It's a late night, early morning. It's where? The Dirty Stay Out Skipper's. Top one. Okay. Uh, the, 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 the top one. one the top on the top. one. Oh, the Skipper Band. Yeah. So you all are the... Okay, so you're the Dirty Stay Out Skifflers. Right. Do you know what a Late Dirty Late night, stay early out? morning is the title of the... Oh, we'll be playing tracks from this tomorrow. <laughs> on, the Mar- on the Mule Town Merry-Go-Round. <laughs> Popular Music Hour here on WKRM. But that GB, is so cute. Yeah. We have to know where it, how it all began. Oh, yeah, because we talked know. about that, especially before yeah. the commercial break. And some people, they said, look, I have got to stick around for the music, but for this story. A scintillating tale of romance on the on the river. <laughs> no. It was on no. the high seas. On, on the high seas. seas. Well, so wait, <laughs> what year did you meet? Uh, hmm. Uh-huh. We definitely met. 88? Yeah, 88, I'd say. 87 80. or 88. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, can't be 87 because I had the boat. Okay. Without you. Uh-huh. Okay, so 88. Probably 88. Mm-hmm. Maybe 89. Wow. And what happened was... It's been a, a minute. A, a mutual friend had a friend who yeah. wanted his boat taken from Maranick, New York, on Long Island Sound down to Annapolis in, on the Chesapeake. On the Maryland, and need, yeah. And he needed crew. So... He invited Rick to be part of the crew, invited me part of the crew, and another friend of ours to be this part of the This was just crew. by chance you all were on the yeah. same crew. Yeah. And we were on opposite watches, so when he was sleeping, I was up with my watchmate. We were doing the boat, and, you know. So, but that's how we met. 
But now, it was probably when he was the sea shanty man. That's what really made you decide. <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> no. Not at all. So been... how long were you on the boat? Uh, three, four days. And But that was days? it. But you, someone had to call somebody first. Did you all, were you all like two ships that passed in the night on the ship because you yeah. all had different ships? Well, sort of. Sort of. Uh, three of us got on the boat at the same time, got okay. the boat ready. Donna was working as a school teacher. Uh-huh. And she couldn't get on the boat as early as the rest of us. So yeah. she, we had to pick her up on a dock down at City Islands. We had to sail a bit of a ways before we even got her. When we got her, um, she came walking down the dock wearing a you know one of these plaid wraparound skirts and wow. knee socks and yeah. weegins with the yeah. coins in the in the. And you said what? I looked at the other th- two guys on the boat, and I thought to myself, "Hands off!" No, I thought to myself, "I'm the only guy on the boat that doesn't have gray hair." Yeah. <laughs> And Donna didn't have gray hair at the time either. Yeah. So I was thinking, I probably stand a pretty good chance with this. <laughs> wow. But oh. then the owner put her in the opposite watch. So I sailed uh. with the owner, who was a nice enough guy, but not interested in the way that I was interested in her. Uh, what, you asked about who called whom first. Well, yeah. He sold me his first album, Spending no My way. Days. He sold it to you? Yeah. You and had to pay money for it? <laughs> yeah. Well, he gave you and, a discount. And, his, and gave me, no, he didn't. <laughs> no discount. No discount. But she's gotten all the rest for free. Trust That's true, me. yeah. And she's even on the albums now. She can yeah. sell you one of the yeah, albums. Yeah, well, she's uh, she's on my, I have a maritime album called Dockside. She's yeah. on that one. Yeah. And uh, we've got the whole album together on uh, Late Night, Early Morning. Late Night, Early Morning. The name of the CD, The Dirty Stay Out Skifflers. Now, how did you come up with such a complex name? <laughs> Well, Rick didn't. What happened was um, a, a colleague of mine who also taught plays harmonica, and yeah. we started. He started stopping by the house in the Monday nights, and he and I would practice. And we let Rick in the band because uh, Rick lived in the same house. Uh-huh. <laughs> and and I tended to remember a lot of lyrics, which neither of them did. <laughs> yeah, well. So uh, Dan Berger's wife, BJ called him a dirty stay out and my father had always called me a dirty stay out so we came up with dirty stay out yeah and because we played jug mad music but we didn't have a jug we came up with skifflers yeah now do you guys know what a dirty stay out is no i have no clue i've never heard it in my life so it's dirty stay out right yeah somebody who stays out all night partying but still gets up and goes to work in the morning wow wow is that like so they're sir? dependable, punctual, and reliable. So a dirty stay out is actually dependable, punctual, re- and reliable. Well, well, as long as, as, long as it's night. not when he's partying. Yeah, but at least they're not <laughs> rude, crude, and socially unacceptable. We yeah. try not to be. No. <laughs> and uh, the skiffle is actually a, a corruption of the word scuffle. Okay. Um, in Atlanta, there were scuffle bands rather yeah. than skiffle bands. Okay. And then the British adopted the term when they with Lonnie Donegan and all that stuff in the in the fifties. Yeah. Now there's there's a song that Lonnie Donegan did, uh, "Rock Island Line." Yep. And we heard Marshall McGall talking about the flat steel. 
on the song Rock Island Line, does the, I've heard Marty Stewart do that song. Does he announce the type of things he's carrying? Like there's in a Marty Stewart song, I got some pig iron, I got some pig iron. Yeah, he does the whole rap in the beginning, just like Johnny Cash did, yeah. and Marty Stewart does. Yeah. So who came out with the Rock Island Line? Uh, was Lonnie Donegan or Johnny Cash first? Uh, I don't know. I, I just, think it goes back farther. A tradi- it's, it goes back farther yeah. than that. It goes back farther than any of them. It's a traditional song. But do you think was Johnny Cash maybe influenced by the Skiffle folks um, for songs like that? I think they were. I I think Johnny uh, actually complained about he he did one album of nothing but train songs. Okay, and he was afraid of being typecast, so yeah. he sort of denied later on in life that he was really interested in trains well that brings but, up the question that i've read on y'all's bio mm-hmm. because uh you probably are going to be amazed how did he come up with this both of you all are children of railroad people yeah yeah Donna, the, like what railroads uh you are my grandfather started out in new orleans so he, he worked in he worked on the southern yeah then he worked on the l and n and so then, did my grandfather. There you go. No. Hey. Yes. And my great-grandfather. My whole had. family. Yeah. And then um, he worked on the New York Central and then finished up on the New Haven line. New York, wow. New Haven. and Yeah. Now, Donna. My father's uncle. Yeah. Drove the 20th Century Limited. Wow. And he was most famous for the fact that there's a, a bridge called Spite and Dival that goes over a little creek that separates the Bronx from Manhattan. Yeah. And he drove over the, that creek without the bridge being closed. <laughs> wow. And then so, he had to move to Nebraska, and my father said that it still wasn't far enough away. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> but yeah. So he was a dirty stay-out. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so a dirty stay-out. So you're not actually dirty. You no. just are staying out all night. Yeah, partying. It's like you naughty, naughty stay out. Yeah. yeah. You, you dirty dog. Yeah. Like that. Well, now, we got a commercial break coming up. Do you want to sing a song before the commercial break or keep people in suspense? Do you want... Oh. It looks like you're reaching for the... I always reach Vangelili. for my banjo. I, you know, if God said I could only have one instrument, no offense to my con- new concertina, yeah. my banjo would be... The instrument I would keep for the rest of my life. And yeah. that's a banjo-lele? Yeah, banjo-ukulele. That's cool. And so are y'all going to do a song by the Dirty Stay Out Skifflers? Oh, come on, y'all. Or maybe not because they're not all here right now. It'd be like asking yeah, for be- the Beatles to do a song as a duet. Speaking of Beatles and going with skiffle music. Beatles, actually, before they were the Beatles, they were called the Quarrymen. They were a skiffle band. Uh-huh. I got to play with the Skiffle Band. Yeah, I got the to play with them. Uh, you the, played with the Beatles, Quarrymen, the Quarrymen. Yeah, the Survivors came over. Did okay, a you tour. played with the Quarrymen. Who well, then? Be- okay. And what happened was, okay. is like most bands, especially high school kids, which they were at the yeah. time, high school and and then eventually college age. They had members dropping in and dropping out, yeah. dropping in, dropping out. Eventually, they ended up with. George Harrison and Paul McCartney and, and yeah. John Lennon. Yeah. But they were still the quarrymen when they wrote a song that they didn't record until their last album. Aha. It's called One After 909. Yeah. Are y'all going to do that right now? Here they are. They are the dirty stay out skippers. There we go. Thank you. 
baby says she's traveling down the one after 909. Move over, honey, I'm traveling on that line. Said, move over once, move over twice. Come on, baby, don't be cold as ice. Take your traveling on the one after 909. I'm begging now, honey, I'm begging on my bending knee. with a song by the Quarrymen, the Beatles, y'all. Wow, we'll be back with more music here with Donna and Rick Nestle on Americana Central Time on WKRM. A right at these words from our sponsors, y'all. Hey, this is Brenda Lynn Allen. Thank you for tuning in to 103.7 FM WKRM, Columbia, Tennessee. It's time to put a Dodge in your garage. And at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us for all the muscle you need. We have a huge inventory to choose from, from the spine-tingling 2021 Dodge Charger SRT to the 2021 Dodge Challenger Superstock. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Yep, at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, we're flexing our Motor City muscle. 
you can count on us online at ColumbiaCDJR.com. Hello, this is Rick Tillis with Tillis Jewelry in Columbia and Lewisburg, Tennessee. What are you looking for in a jeweler? Knowledgeable staff? Experienced goldsmiths? Are true custom designers experienced working with clients creating that perfect gift for a special loved one? Well, you have found them. Tillis Jewelry. We're this and so much more. Check us out at TillisJewelry.com or on Facebook and Instagram to see our latest creations. Tillis Jewelry, Columbia and Lewisburg, Tennessee. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. This is WKRM 103.7 Columbia, Tennessee. Your home for the Columbia Central Lions for over 75 years. Radio! Radio! Turn your radio on. And we have that trumpet there because we're getting into the last 10 minutes of Americana Central Time on WKRM for tonight. I want to remind you once again, I'll be here for the Mule Town Merry-Go-Round. Popular music hour from 4 p.m. to 5 p.m. Monday through Friday right here on WKRM. We've got Donna and Rick Nesson. Of course, you all are songwriters, singer-songwriters. And Rick, you have a song that you're going to play right now that you wrote. Uh, yeah, we're going to do a quick little number that uh, I like to close my solo shows with. Okay. It's uh, called Long Lonesome Train, since we've been talking about trains. Rick Nestler and Donna Nestler. You can find them on Facebook at Donna and Rick Nestler. And, man, we're having so much fun. Take it away, Rick Nestler. Well, I'm northbound on that long, lonesome train, good Lord. Northbound on that long, lonesome train. Can't say why I have to go. I can only say that'll miss you so. Northbound on that long, lonesome train. Well, I saw you at the station waving me goodbye. I saw you waving me goodbye. I want to leave you with a smile. You just cried all the while, and I'm northbound on that long, lonesome train. I'm northbound on that long, lonesome train, good Lord, I am northbound on that long, lonesome train. Can't say why I have to go, I can only say that I'm just so northbound on that long, lonesome train. Now there's lots of folks on this old train to keep me company. Lots of folks to keep me company. They're not the ones I'm looking for. No, you're the one that means much more. And I'm northbound on that long, lonesome train. I'm northbound on that long, lonesome train. Good Lord, northbound 
Donna Nestler. Man, oh, man. It was a great song. I Maybe know. I just love the beat. Yeah. Just, it was great. Now, when we talk about the uh, talking about being on the on the boats, on the, the big boats, yep. because I I'm, I got a canoe, but it's I nothing like the vessels. size of like, yeah. <laughs> Oh, good word. Yeah, yeah. That's a good yeah, word. She said but that. You all, Donna but said that was a good word. Vessel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A vessel, that's it, yeah. But now, you all mentioned that at one time you all sailed with... Walter Cronkite? Walter Cronkite was on the, the ship with y'all. Yes, he was. With Rick. No, he was with me. With Rick. Okay. Um, and Jose Feliciano, too. Well, Jose time. didn't <laughs> sail with me. Jose was hired at a casino up near Mystic. He didn't want his wife and kids staying at the casino. Okay. So they stayed at an inn, a little hotel right on the dock where... The boat I was captain of was yeah. docked. Wow! My f- first mate had a little had a little boy, a son, same age as one of, as uh, close to the age of Fe- Jose's kids. Yeah, Jose was up there for like a couple of weeks doing yeah. these shows. The kids got friendly. We started taking the kids out on the sail with them with Jose's wife, and then at the end of his run up there, he came down to the boat and to thank us, he took me, the first mate, and my deckhand. Up to the Mystic Aquarium along with his kids. Wow. And bought us lunch and... Now, uh, people have watched this film called time. Mystic Pizza, so Mystic... <laughs> what's Is that the, the same? Mystic Pizza yeah, with... Yeah, that's that's. We've eaten at Mystic Pizza. We don't like the pizza. And what, what <laughs> oh. state is Mystic? It's in Connecticut. Aha. Uh-huh. Well, cool. there was a Julia Roberts movie. Yeah, that's right. that, and they actually shot most of that movie in Mystic, Connecticut. And you were actually in that film. Uh, no. no. Okay. The boat I was captain of was in the movie. No way. But I wasn't there for the They said they based that captain. film on your life story. No. <laughs> no. 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 It was more 
maybe Julia. <laughs> yes. So, now talking about Walter a, Cronkite real movie. quick. So you got to know Walter fairly well. Well, no, I I didn't get to know him really well. Okay. He was there uh, at a there was a conference on the vessel. Yeah. About the environment, so yeah. they had people representing several environmental groups: Scenic Hudson, Hudson River Soup, Clearwater. Uh, there was somebody from the EPA there. And Walter Cronkite was also uh, there because he's also into the environment, and he was also into sailing. Yeah. And uh, he told the same story three or four times to various people on the boat. That sounds like me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the way it was. Yeah. That was so great, wasn't it? Wasn't he wonderful? He was. He was. He was great. And um, well, we have a man named Tom Price mm-hmm. who does the news on WKRM and WKOM. And one day he said to me, he think it's like, what would Walter do when he reads the news and when he, he gives the news? Because Walter Cronkite, what a news teller! Well, he, he, he had you the gravitas. Felt it. He yeah. had the gravitas. He, def- he definitely did. Yeah, it was back when news was news, mm-hmm. and the reader was somebody who was. Delivering the news rather than selling more mm-hmm. products. Yeah, you yeah, know. and uh, and they had certain standards that aren't followed these yeah. days. So. Yeah, we'll have to talk about that the next time you all are on the very kind of central time. Well, now. I'll be back with Rick in May. That's going to be. Well, you good. should come on the show. Yeah, I'm inviting you right now. To That's come right. Come on the show. That's okay. right. Well, we'll it's going to be good. We'll be down here. Now we're going to be getting some photos, of course, of Donna and Rick Nestor. But, you know, we talked about Pete Seeger earlier, and we talked about uh, uh, Lead Belly, mm-hmm. and the song Goodnight Irene, Lead Belly, he had a connection with, but Pete Seeger at one time, he and his band, the Weavers, the group called the Weavers, they made this like a, a huge... It was their number one hit. Wow. As Pete used to talk about it, as Pete used to refer to it as, well, that was a song I sang with my old pop group, the Weavers. Yeah. They were number one for... Quite a while. Yeah. And even after he left the Weavers, he still he was still um, floating on that uh, on that reputation. From did he ever say what he thought was the re- obviously the group was great, but is it the story? Is it the name? What what is it that makes Goodnight Irene such a memorable and uh, eternal classic? Um, well, uh, I think it's it. It uh, just um, portrayed the broken heart that a guy can have. Yeah, okay. I think that's a universal story, and uh, and it, that's that's I think that's why the the song made it. Uh, yeah, I mean Ernest Tubb, Red Foley, they sang it together. It's just it's everywhere. Lead Belly, yeah, Pete Seeger, and now donna and rick nestler go visit them on facebook donna and rick nestler they're headed up to up to the northeast you got your tour in may i guess or shows coming up in may you've been taking a, a brief hiatus yeah 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 um donna will be working on her boat and recovering from surgery and yeah. i'll be out with rick all right well thank you all for being here on americana Central time thank you americana Ann. it's great and it's time for donna and rick nestler and they're going to be doing a song. What's it called again? Irene, good night. Good night. Irene, good night. Yeah. So now in the song they say Irene, good night. Irene, good night. How come some people say good night, Irene? Good night, good night, Irene. Good night, Irene. So it's actually sometimes it's easy to mix up because it's Irene, good night. Irene, good night. Good night, Irene. Good night, Irene. Yeah. Well, it, you can call it what you want. It, it comes out <laughs> the same song, you know. You're right. Here they are. Thank you all for tuning in to Americana Central Time on WKRM. We'll see you next week.
Donna and Rick Nesbitt.